0: Hey folks, you're listening to an episode of Cultural Lenses, a show about life from the perspective of an Indian man who grew up in the Middle East and is now living in Canada. Cultural Lenses is hosted by Nikhil Chodimela, otherwise known as LR11, or more simply as LR. The theme song of Cultural Lenses was made by good friends of LR, Revelries. You can find them on Spotify and also on Twitter at Revelries Music. And finally, to keep up with LR and all of what he does, make sure you follow him on Twitter at lr eleventh, on Instagram at LR11, and on Twitch, where he occasionally streams at twitch.tv slash LR11. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Cultural Lenses. I'm your host, Nikhil Chodimela, otherwise known as LR11, or more simply known as LR, as my good friend Glenn would have told you in the intro to this show. Uh, Music that you would have also heard is done by my uh, good friends Revelries, whose information you can find in the episode description, um, as well as Glenn's um details can also be found in the description uh he's getting into voice acting so if you have any voice acting needs or some work feel free to hit him up he does a variety of voices and i'm more than happy to recommend him to anybody welcome back uh this is episode 27 of cultural lenses uh we're in uh you know second week of july i'm recording this uh, pretty last minute because of a whole bunch of things going up so i'm recording this 13th july 2022 and you'll be hearing it around the same day i think uh, today is going to be some, because it hasn't been a normal episode in a while, and by normal I mean not a um, guest or a uh, just me talking me and giving you my opinions on things, uh, that's what we're going to do today. Today we're going to talk about some administrative stuff that's come up. I'm going to talk to you about some some things that have happened with the show and also talk to you about uh, Roe v. Wade, which which is something... <laughs> Um, but basically abortion rights. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit here, and that's really the plan for today. It's going to be a shorter episode, I think. I always say it's a shorter episode. Usually it's not. Sometimes it is. So let's talk about FanHouse. I officially have a FanHouse account. Uh, first, I would like to say I'm very grateful to so many of you for listening for the continued support, even through all the inconsistencies over the last year, year and a half. Uh, anybody who tunes in and listens and is genuinely interested in what I want to say, some of the opinions that I have, um, and having any input or feedback, you're all wonderful. So, um, I launched FanHouse as a way to... Try to elevate the type of content and value that I want to bring to all of you. Really, the FanHouse is for all of you. It is a $5 a month subscription. With FanHouse, I plan on using um, that to introduce some exclusive behind the scenes. And a few other exclusive episode ideas. Now, I've always been very adamant of not putting my show behind a paywall. And the main episodes will never be behind a paywall. I, I will never go back on that unless somebody was to offer me some sort of big contract and a whole lot of money to be exclusive on their platform which is a long shot in my episodes will never be behind a paywall but i want to use the uh, fan house to give you behind the scenes that like some of the conversations we have before and after um especially when i have guests on uh or like some bits in between that just didn't make it into the cut uh so you know uh for five dollars a month anytime i do guest episodes you'll get access to those behind the scenes there is one up currently so please go ahead and give a listen to the last two episodes that i put out directly before this uh it is an episode that i did with my friend she snaps um otherwise known as mind of snaps on a lot of social media places um, you'll find all the social links for her In the previous episode descriptions, um, the episodes are called Mindful Parenting, Which She Snaps, Part 1 and Part 2. It was a longer conversation, so I, I tried breaking it up into two parts to see how that would go over. I'm not sure how you feel about it. But I put out my first ever Fan House exclusive behind the scenes of like some of our conversations and some of the other tangents that we went on. Just some things that didn't organically, not, not that it wasn't organic, how do, I, how do I describe this? Just a few things that came up before and after the fact, before we officially started recording and after we officially finished recording. So I put those out as just a fun way of like bloopers and things you might want to hear um, and see how that discussion goes, how some of the more natural organic conversation feels. So that's, that's one use of Fan House and some of those exclusives because I think I am trying to branch out into having more and more guests on the show. The other thing is once there are enough subscribers, I would like to have you all involved in the direction of the show because I've been so inconsistent and I'm not trying to use this as an accountability thing, but because I've been so in- inconsistent and because you would potentially be giving me money once we have enough subscribers, I'm going to have my subscribers vote on topics for one episode a month. So that way, at least I'm beholden to somebody other than just myself to, to get on it and produce and make and record and edit an episode. And at one point, as long as I get you know enough subscribers, I'm going to... Because you can pay on FanHouse for creators to do extra things... So I plan on doing things like, you know, you give me a certain amount of money, I'll record whatever you want me to record, given certain, you know, limitations, like oh, no obvious derogatory, homophobic, transphobic, racist, sexist comments, right? But if you want me to call your friends a little bitch, I'll do that. <laughs> you know? um, but before I get any further, I should say FanHouse is kind of a safe for work, um, you know, non-explicit platform similar to OnlyFans or Fansly Giving you an opportunity to connect with different creators in different ways. And I'm just trying to be as fluid and creative with this platform as much as I can so that I can offer you the most value for getting the most out of my show. Because any proceeds from Fanhouse will either go to me to use personally for whatever reason or give me an opportunity to put it into hiring script writers so I can do more produced and more focused educational episodes where I got to do research and put something cohe- cohesive together. Because even like with today, I'm when I'm going to talk about Roe v. Wade, I don't have statistics pulled up. I don't have the metrics. I don't have the numbers. I don't have the dates. But what I do is very kind of off-the-cuff, impromptu, just general opinion episodes, right? So monetary support on fanhouse will allow me to do a lot of these things that I would like to do so that I could bring you more value because you've been listening to me. You give me your time and I want to be able to repay that even more so and we just go on the cycle of fulfilling each other's needs, right? That's kind of that's kind of what I'm trying, how I'm trying to look at it. If fanhouse doesn't take off, fanhouse doesn't take off. Either way, I still enjoy doing this. just as very basic, this very plain me sharing my opinions and thoughts about a particular topic and putting an episode out fan house not working out is not the end all be all so if you don't feel like subscribing you don't have the money to subscribe that's completely okay um it'd be um it'd be a mistake to not try to branch out and take hold of any opportunity that I can so that's why I'm doing it um, also, the last thing I'll say about FanHouse is it'll allow me to do specific topics, episodes on specific topics that I wouldn't want to put out for the general public, for whatever reason that may be. So, having some of those more private and personal episodes behind a paywall, I would be a lot more comfortable with that. So. That's FanHouse. Um, if you have an account, uh, go ahead and go to fanhouse.app uh, forward slash LR11, all spelled out. That's how you would find me. Subscription is $5. If you think that's too much, let me know. If you think that's too little, let me know. There is a form, a Google form, in the episode description about general feedback for my show. If you never wanted to get into FanHouse or if FanHouse doesn't work out, I have some way of you giving me feedback, so please talk to me about the show because this show is very, it's, it's just as much as it is, is about you, just as much as it is about me and what I want to do. Um, you know, what started off as this, and it still is, this like loose, casual kind of audio journal, me giving you my thoughts and um, opinions about certain things and, and whatever it's evolved into and doing these little guest spots here and there has... Become something that I hope some people look forward to hearing. So, all of that admin stuff out of the way except for, go ahead and please listen to the last two episodes, Mindful Parenting with Snaps, Part 1 and Part 2. Let me know if you enjoyed me splitting those episodes into two parts, because, or if you felt like I should have kept it as one and it was a better, like, listen, um, I'm happy to even go back and, like, re-upload it as one cohesive part. Because after this, I've been putting it off just slightly because it's a long long conversation but I recorded a conversation with some of my closest friends um about Dungeons and Dragons and about being game masters and players in Dungeons and Dragons and how that's kind of tied into our own personal like societal and cultural values and that is a long conversation I've got about three hours of audio to edit so if you if you think that it would have been better in 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 like a longer format for that episode that's coming out I'll leave that up as as a full length rather than break it up into two parts. In fact, I'm just going to do that. I'm going to test it that way, and then you let me know which you prefer. Um, and there's going to be bl- plenty of um, behind the scenes from that. So please consider subscribing to the fan house. Um, there'll also be more like cutesy IRL stuff. I had some life things in mind for what I can do with fan house, but it's it's a work in progress. It is officially live. Payments are all set up, so. Consider checking it out. Anyways, let's talk about Roe v. Wade. I have I have an article here. Reading this off straight off Wikipedia, so you have some sort of baseline. Um, Roe v. Wade, in 1973, was a landmark decision of the U.S. Supreme Court in which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States conferred the right to have an abortion. The decision struck down many federal and state abortion laws and fueled an ongoing abortion debate in the United States about whether or to what extent abortion should be legal, who should decide the legality of abortion, and what the role of moral and religious views in the political sphere should be. And essentially on the 22nd of June, uh, or the 24th of June this year, 2022, you know, what is that? Um... 49 years after the law had come to place uh, Roe v. Wade was overruled leaving it up to the individual states to mandate and decide their own abortion laws and the legality of those laws Um, i don't know how to articulate this well in a not intelligent manner, but this is stupid. Really, that's all it is. Regardless of your beliefs, like, I'm not, if you out there listener don't agree with abortion, you think that it's evil, you think that it's wrong, you think that it's damaging, um, great, I support the right for you to have that belief, but having a belief doesn't give you the right to enforce that on other people. Because this comes down to a question of body autonomy in one aspect. Then on the other aspect, it's going to allow now um, conservatives in the state to target other things. Other decisions that have allowed for freedom of people to do things are going to start being overturned Recently, there was a governor in Texas, I believe, or somewhere, being in Texas doesn't surprise me, talking about how um, PrEP, I think it's called. I'm not very well worse than this, so I apologize, but PrEP, these pills that help you fight HIV typically for um, homosexual men. Um, which helps you know keeps you safe from HIV and things like that is is immoral and shouldn't be allowed so now Roe v Wade is going to start this snowball rolling thing of um, conservatives and the right going after all of these different things that don't align with their personal moral or religious belief and uh, you can you can do more deep dives into it but I'm not the person here to sit and talk to you about the implications in politics. That's not me. I don't have those metrics. I don't have those numbers. I'm just really here to tell you that things like these have been turned into, issues like these have been turned into political tools um, to help fuel different agendas and to help control and manage people. Because it's never been about caring about babies, specifically when talking about Roe v. Wade. If it was truly about caring about babies, there'd be better social infrastructure in place, better welfare systems in place. Support for a fetus doesn't just stop at talking about how killing a fetus is bad. If you were truly pro-life, you would be going to the point of making sure that the mother who was sexually abused, sexually assaulted... And is now pregnant is not able to get an abortion. You'd be you'd you'd be fighting for the right to make sure that she was getting all the money she needed, all the um, clothing that child needs, the housing that fa- that little family needs. You know, the diapers, the baby formula. You'd be you'd be fighting for all of those things. But the pro life argument just stops at the fetus. They don't actually care about the mother of the uh, the you know the mother of the child, uh, the child bearing you know the child bearing capable person. They don't care about the child. Um, after birth they don't force birth is not okay this this removes so much autonomy and decisions from women and uterus wielders um, and it's scary to think of what might happen and how this ripple effect will how this will this effect this decision will ripple to other parts of the world because you are Americans I think don't understand just how much their decisions have an impact and kind of ripple and transcend into other parts and other societies and other cultures all over the world be it in support or be it in opposition of all of these decisions um, I think a person who Has a capability to get pregnant has to have must have a full say in what they do with their own body in regards to that pregnancy because childbearing and child rearing is not easy today from a medical point of view it is a lot better uh except for um Except for people of color, um, the mortality rates are fairly low. Um, let's not even talk about the mortality rates for um, people of color who are pregnant. Uh, and again, I'm not I'm not your numbers guy. I can do some research and I can help you out. There's plenty of cases to look at these, but doctors don't take people of color seriously, especially in the states. That's just the plain facts of it. But what what I was saying. Um, yeah, if if you're if you're pregnant and you think you're not ready, you're not ready, because most pregnant most abortions anyways happen within the first couple of weeks during uh, the safest periods when uh, they're supposed to happen. This law also out uh, this this overturning also outlaws um, abortions in cases where the pregnancy will kill the mother, um, like ectopic pregnancies, where the um, where the uh, egg um fuses to the fallopian to the walls of the fallopian tube rather than the uterus and when that ruptures it can actually kill the the mother the childbearer um it it outlaws a whole a lot of like stupid things that don't align with pro, being pro life because quite literally if you're pro life you're looking at everybody's life not just the child's life if that child is coming into a, a financially Unstable household with unstable relationships, where the where the parents aren't able to manage their own tempers and like manage each other and talk to each other. It's not going to be a loving household. What's the point? In essence, guns have more uh, <laughs> autonomy over and more regu- uh more more rights than uh, than women and childbearers do uh in in the states these decisions because we're living in such a uh, there is somebody close in my life who is very vehemently 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 um against abortion which is fine you know they they work with activist groups and like helping guiding like mothers along the way great cool you know you're you're doing what you think is right but if that person is unable to support themselves and they feel like they can't do and some people are just not meant to be parents also some people aren't meant to be parents some people are just not ready you can't really force them into it it's not going to work out for the better it also doesn't give you the right to enforce your opinions and and, and behaviors on other people. And condemn anything that goes against what you personally believe. Because as long as nobody's getting hurt, everything's fine, right? At least that's my... that's the way I look at things. This is also going to... This is also not going to stop abortions. This is just going to have illegal import, abortions increase. And it's just... it's not... It's not a good time overall to be a woman in the States or a person capable of rearing children or bearing children. Yeah. Um, I am... I'm just a... I don't know if I've ever told this story before, but... And I can actually go into detail about why this is, but back when I was, you know, a teenager and we were deciding on where... To go where I would go for my post-secondary education, you know, like university, college, or whatever. America never even made the list. I didn't even look at American universities. I wasn't interested because even back then in 2011, 2012, I could tell this is not a good place to be. They, they preach about freedom. They preach about being the best and having all this greatness. But then they really just treat their people like shit People go bankrupt from trying to deal with illnesses that are out of their control. People can't live their lives or enjoy their lives without worrying about a mass shooting or getting sexually assaulted and then not being able to do anything medically about anything, not being able to come forward to the cops, but it's... I'd like to understand how it is the greatest country in the world because it's not. That's just that's 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 it's it's so sad. I apologize for my lack of coherency because I'm truly speechless. I wish I could do more. I wish I could I, I wish I had the power to change who was making the decisions, because we need to get rid of these dinosaurs that are running some of the most powerful companies and governments in the world because they don't they're making decisions for themselves and not for the future of the people. None of these people have represented mine or my friend's best interests ever. And despite all the Promises they never really follow through on those promises for whatever they campaign for. So that's that's my thoughts on Roe v. Wade. I think people should have the choice to be able to get an abortion and safely for whatever reason, especially in matters. Not especially. I say this as if each one reason takes more priority than the other, but no, all reasons for an abortion are valid. They're important. Uh, I don't think anybody should be forced to do anything. But I think abortions should be specifically allowed, especially when the mother's life is at risk. Because they'll always talk about the the fetus's life, but they'll never talk about the mother's life. Because being a parent is no easy task. Especially today, especially with how expensive everything is, cost of living, inflation, goods, um, groceries, cars especially in the States it is not easy and this is shameful this is not this is not a first world country on that note thank you very much for listening to today's episode Um, make sure to check out the fan house there is a google forms in the episode description uh, for some feedback Um, and along with all my socials music by revelries as they're going to play you out soon Intro by my lovely friend, Glenn uh, Houston. Um, and remember to stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands. Oh, 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 the James Webb telescope pictures are out. I will put that link in the description. Please go check it out. It is so sick. It is so cool. Oh We're all just stardust. That's all we are. It is so difficult to fully comprehend and fathom the scale of this universe but those pictures are out and it is sick remember to stay safe wear a mask wash your hands tell a loved one you love them i'll catch you all next time take care